Hi, we're the Onos, and when the Rush Limbaugh page is frozen, we check out 602radio.com. trying to do something different um there wasn't anything i don't think there was anything stupid in the valley back in 1998 so we uh decided to to make up a, an idea and it was you know probably draw off influence from other bands that we liked at the time such as uh the rip-offs obviously I think it's probably pretty obvious. The well, they're, they're penny hosers. They're, they, they were stockings. Well, they were, yeah, they were like nylon. Yeah, they were nylon stockings. You know, the satelliters. So. The satelliters. There is an ilk of ski mask bands out there. Swiss Family Skiers. The Swiss Family Skiers, yes. From San Francisco. So. so. I guess you gather all those bands together. Well, yeah, yeah. We have talked about that. Having a ski mask <laughs> fest. You know, and, and yeah, you're right. Around 1998, there still were a lot of bands in, in town that were taking themselves really seriously. And there were still the, the long hair bands of Long Longs that thought they were, you know, going to be the next thing. And, and where are they now? <laughs> uh, yeah, mm. working bar back. Playing open mic nights. Bars were playing. Yeah, exactly. Forcing their way in open mic nights. Making me insane. Autographs and blossoms right 
Yeah, that's clinging to their Jim Blossom's dust records. Um, but you know, I I'll, I think it was mostly a way to get these guys like to Loosen get in out. front of people. Yeah, you know. They're, they're well, not. it was yeah, it was a way to like um, to, um, to get a stage persona. Get a stage persona. We get could, rid of their little shy boy selves. We could uh, we could be dumbasses on stage, and it didn't matter. So, and it's funny that you talk about the, the people. You know, people. Even though they know who we are, we still wear the mask. At the time, me and uh, uh, Moto here, um, we hadn't been in bands previously, so people really didn't know who we were, and we could we could be talking talking shit to somebody one night, and then be unmasked the next night at some other show or whatever, and, and see the same people, and and uh, they were none the wiser. So that was kind of a that was kind of a funny perk. Just to, uh, yeah, now we're talking about bands. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's the Jugheads, um, October 24th. So I guess this time they're rolling through town not doing a pay-to-play deal. Did you hear about that well, they, the sets? Uh, no. Agent Orange. Agent Orange, all the, all the local bands they got to You guys can take your bass off. We're done taking pictures. Yeah. If you want it to... It's kind of comfortable at this time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, all those local bands that played had to fucking sell tickets. I hate oh, that shit. Oh, nah, no, no, we're not, we're, we probably won't make a dime, but we're not paying, <laughs> we're not selling anything. Oh, yeah, give yeah. all the money to Agent Orange. Yeah, we don't, I mean, that's, I, you kind of know that going in when, 
when you, when a band you know plays a small club it's like yeah they're probably going to get the door so that's amazing that places are still doing that ticket sales thing it's well we a, almost did that at clubhouse but they uh, needed a band and they that's right that, the, the first we opened up with the briefs and and uh they were going to make us sell tickets but it was sort of a last minute deal so he says nah we're not going to bother and you know, that was, so everybody else had to pay to play, but you did. Yeah, that's, right. That's, yeah, fuck that. And the briefs are briefs are fun. I, I, it was a, we did a couple of shows with them. It was it was a good time. take the parents' pharmaceuticals and pour them in a bowl. Mm. I don't know if it's real, but it's a good thing for the newspapers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, I ate a bunch of Flomax. Now I got a pain.
Um, the band is Grave Danger. They were told repeatedly, use plastic, do not serve glass. Because at the time, everybody in Grave, Dan- Grave Danger was a total drunk and really rowdy and, and kind of one of the, the past times you know, the people used to do one of the things people used to do at the shows be like throw their shot glasses at the bass player and he'd like bat them off with his bass and you know there'd just be broken glass everywhere and sure. so at the end of the night just about every single one of their glasses was broken there was a big hole in the wall um, there was just a lot of destruction and I mean like I said they were warned but the guy was like never again no you guys are out of here forever and so we had to play that thing we had to play Michael Cornelius's birthday party and we're like oh shit is he gonna remember us or what but but yeah that was uh, that was the Emerald Lounge it was a good time but <laughs> except, for, except for the damage I guess
place. We, I mean, maybe the uh, uh, Arizona Roadhouse. Oh yeah. Back in the, I don't know if there was actually like a, you know, a don't come back band. here ever kind of thing, but. They, they didn't like us very much because we were swearing or something. I thought we were in a bar that night, and we're halfway through our set. The promoter puts, like, a piece of paper on your amp, and it says, like, uh, you know, be creative or be original, but don't say fuck or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Was this so, before you guys went on, or was this after because you had said a bunch of fuck words? Or yeah, we were probably about halfway through our set. Like, we probably the set. Yeah, went through three or four of them, and... and uh, it, you know, like I said, we we thought we were at playing a bar, and you know, and I guess we were playing more of a family establishment. Yeah, it's a family brew pub. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but the, it was funny because the owner was giving us like free beer and free appetizers before he knew who we were, and then we get up there, and you know, there was some folk guy that <laughs> the free stuff always stops after we start playing. Yeah, there was some like folk guy doing his set, and uh, so then we get up there and. and I remember the sound man like going up and turning off the amp, like the PA amplifiers that were on on the stage area, because you know I don't know what he was expecting, but you know, and then and then the whole the whole, the whole fuck word thing happened, and and uh, so the promoter gave us our money and said, "You're lucky to be getting this money," and so. <laughs> CD that we were sort of hand, you know, pressing. We were doing the artwork ourselves and doing all that kind of thing. So it was sort of a cheaply done, you know, DIY kind of CD. But we played played at Borders, and uh, it was the one on 24th Street. And 
it was the same night that Harry Potter's like the third book or whatever was coming out. So there was all these kids, and there was all these parents, and we were dragging equipment through the store and uh, causing all these, you know, problems for them with, with that and and uh, then getting up there with our ski masks. And I don't even think we really, I think we knew that there were kids there. We didn't kind of tone down the language or whatever. But still, it was just like, it was just one of those experiences we played for maybe 20 minutes and then said, This is horrible. Do you want to get out of here? <laughs> yeah. So. It's like all these rows of like folding bridge chairs in front of us. <laughs> and like people, you know, mom with her eight-year-old son sitting down. Oh, look, there's going to be music. Let's sit down and watch the yep. orchestra. <laughs> Halfway through the first song, you see like people getting up. <laughs> yeah. See the professional people so, getting up. Come I invited a co-worker from, from work at the time. Uh, and uh, I guess his wife had yelled at him for taking her to the show. <laughs> <laughs> and whatnot we we didn't get into canada on our on our west coast tour oh, right. well, you know, we got kicked out of vancouver and uh <laughs> that, yeah we didn't even didn't even make it through immigration we uh was that merchandise on you or something we, we well what it was is that we made the mistake um the show was backline so we didn't even have to bring our gear we left it at a friend's place in seattle and uh we drove but we drove our passenger 15 passenger van up there and we get to the gate. I think the guard had just changed to like a fresh guy. Fresh prick. And uh, <laughs> so he's, you know, he says, uh, "What are you guys, what are you guys yeah, doing? Exactly. What are you guys doing here?" And and he, our bass player at the time, he he was saying, uh, "Well, we just came up here to check it out. We're, you know, we're coming from Arizona. <laughs> just see the sights. Just came, up, yeah, just came to check it out. You didn't have the masks on. No, yeah. we had them with us though. <laughs> uh, and well, tell you're on vacation right here." Yeah. When you go up there to play. Yeah, and, and he, but he, he says, are you guys in a band or performing tonight? And he said, uh, and, and our bass player says, not performing tonight. And the guy kind of pauses and says, are you guys in a band or are you performing tonight? And he says, no. And he's like, I'm just having, I'm having trouble with this large vehicle. 
um, but we had all of our passports and everything. We didn't have work visas there because we weren't playing for, you know, the show would have been for peanuts. Yeah. Um, but he sent us to the immigration office and, and uh, you know, it just, it didn't work out. They turned us around at the, uh, at the border, but that was our Canadian experience. Because while we were there, cool. some guy was trying to, like, smuggle shoes into the <laughs> yeah. border, and they, he ran out of the office. Yeah, and, he like, tried to justify 20 pairs of shoes that were his. And they like, chased him down with, like, guns drawn and everything. They don't mess they around up there. They head guns. saying we just saw four guys in ski masks going through the back door of this club and um, also the, the place was just surrounded by cops there were like fat Tempe cops running down the street and stuff <laughs> I saw like through the back door and and um, our show had ended so we're all you know a couple of us are out in the patio that they had there and bass players just out there drinking a beer and and this cop comes up to him and and he's like you know harassing the bass player and, and our, our guy Alex is saying you know I guess it's not such a good idea I'm out here you know with my mask on he's like you know it's something like well yeah it wouldn't be such a good thing if I shot you in the face oh. and uh, yeah it was you know a little heavy handed but it was it was kind of the result of just walking into a club with a ski mask on and somebody overreacting yeah, yeah. I mean, this was pre 9-11 
No shit. Yeah. 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 Wow. So this has happened more than once. Though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our, our the first night of our tour, we we're in uh, uh, Highland Park, California. We played a show at uh, Mr. T's Bowl. We we're doing an interview, uh, <laughs> and me and our old bass player were out in the in the parking lot, and this cop car comes by and I'm like ah oh, shit you know and this is this happened several times before so I, I whip off my mask and he just kind of you know in LAPD fashion just goes that's a stupid idea guys and he drives away <laughs> I think that footage is on the internet you can see Mike running away yeah yeah you can see you know what two guys talking to a girl in an alley with ski mask well, what's well, the problem he was a uh, uh, he was he was had his hands up against the wall like he was being arrested. I don't know if that would have changed the scenario uh, any, but yeah, it was, he was in submissive submissive form. I don't know what the problems yeah. with that, but but uh, yeah, it's it's happened before. <laughs> shit like take uh, stink bombs and like stink bomb the club that we were yeah, playing yeah. No, uh, it was either like when we were just when we were ready to leave or something like that it was or, just like, or we were done with our set right. and somebody better than us was starting to play right they'd have to play in the stink <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah I remember in Costa Mesa when we were playing. So <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Club Mesa? Is that Club what Mesa. Called? Yeah, we get done with our set and this other band comes on and like one song in, two songs in, they're like, oh, they shit their pants! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mustang Sally's was a place to like kind of cut our teeth and like, you know. That was where uh, Fill That Cup was inspired. Yeah, right, right. That was, but that was. I think you ought to tell the story of Fill That Cup. Fill That Cup was, uh, if I can remember it, um, we were playing, I think it was a show back in 98 with The Impossibles. And um, there was a band from that had relocated from Fresno called Three Out of Four. And I believe it was one of the guys in that band at the end of the night was sitting watching the Impossibles. They were headlining the show and was like either so hammered or just didn't want to, you know, make the trip to the bathroom that he started just peeing in this empty pitcher of beer. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, there's a song right there. So I think like next day, next couple of days, I wrote Fill That Cup about about that old <laughs> memory. Yeah. Interesting. Don't even think about taking a drink. <laughs> None of that.
the Onos, and when I'm not downloading porn, I'm listening to 602 Radio. my ski mask. I'm listening to 602radio.com. <laughs> 